Hi, I'm Brandon. Hi, I'm Wendy. We reread stuff. Okay, how long has it been since you read Watership Down? <laughs> uh, actually, it's been a really long time. Uh, so, I'm gonna, it might have been like 20 years. Oh. Really long time, but I read it so many times prior to that that <laughs> still, yeah, it's still there, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the in the memory, pretty good. Some things changed, but it's been a long time. Well, this is my first time. I have heard about it, you know, of course. I mean, it was a gigantic book, but I just somehow I missed it all the way. Did you like it? <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. I think that if I had found this when I was younger, you know, I would have absolutely been my jam. I've got notes in here about how it reminds me of, like, the mouse and the motorcycle and the secrets of, secret of Nim and, you know, just all the, you know, talking animal stuff. So, yeah, I, I absolutely would have been into this, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it didn't break my heart. It was not... <laughs> You know, so it was one of those rereads from your childhood that mm-hmm. it's like I still like a lot. You know, I still like it, right? Yeah. I wouldn't have loved it. I think like just you know because I could see like some of the the creaky parts, or it, I remember it being I don't know how to say this like deeper. I think than, <laughs> you know like than than what it really is or what I'm approaching in it now. But I mean, it blew my mind when I was a kid, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and of course, like the mouse, the mouse are like, like talking animals. Yes, please, please bring that on. But I think it's probably like one of the, the more complex things that I had read, like just from the start, you know, so I think that I was surprised at like all the cool things that fiction can do. Mm-hmm. Having read a bunch since then, you know, I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Like I can see how, how that works, but I'm happy that despite chapter 41 and a couple <laughs> uh, couple comments here or there you know not not totally heartbreaking so I was prepared for it to be a lot darker than it was mm-hmm. Th- that seems to be like the the thing people talk about is oh boy watership down absolutely destroyed me <laughs> but I didn't think it was bad I mean for a book about rabbits some of them are you know, gonna die. They are largely not magical rabbits. They they don't have the kind of magical powers that would prevent that from happening. Yeah. And I mean, some of them get hurt, and some of them go to extreme lengths. Like Bigwig in the end was just I mean, it was incredible. Loved it. Yeah. But I you know I was like, oh okay, so it's gonna get to the end of this, and they're gonna lose. And they're all gonna get dragged <laughs> to Ephrata. Or, you know, they're going to find out there's some reason why there's no rabbits up on Watership Down and they're all going to die in the winter or something. But it, yeah. it was a relatively happy ending. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. I, I think that part of it is, I'm going to guess, the animated film. Okay. Like the original one, you know, because it does not hold back on the blood mm. and General Moonwort is very imposing, you know, in the drawing. And for me, I think that I I associated darkness with, I'm going to guess this is one of the first books that I ever read that kind of like showed like authoritarian regimes mm-hmm. and like basically it's like, welcome to the adult world where systems fail you and leaders can suck. And so I, I, think, <laughs> I am well aware of that by this point. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I and I th- it's not like I, well yeah I was probably naive I was like in fourth grade when I read it you know mm-hmm. so there's things that you trust or don't trust but I think this was maybe my first foray into oh no <laughs> so I'm gonna guess that I don't, I don't know about other readers but I think for me that is some of the stuff that that really stood out and then yes like there are injuries and deaths and shit hazel gets shot i wouldn't expect him that right (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know i had remembered that he was taken out of things but i guess i didn't remember his injuries like happening so soon Mm -hmm. in the text but i thought it was kind of a cool way because it wasn't just about hazel right i mean a lot of it was but also i guess that's a an important maybe movement for a leader to understand you cannot do everything and you know i looking at you Star Trek or you know, some of these <laughs> other ones you know, where it's like maybe the leader doesn't always have to go out and, and be in the, the main part of danger so well I don't think he shied away from danger because mm-hmm. even at the be- at, even at the end he was going out to see the general and see if he could talk him out of things but he learned lessons for sure about delegating authority and relying on the people around him which, yeah, there are definitely Star Trek captains that have never learned that. Sure, sure. sure. I mean, other ones, I just, that was the one that came to mind. Of course. <laughs> like, like, most recently, like, many are guilty. Uh, but, yeah, so I still, I was happy, you know, I guess, like, seeing these, like, sort of old friends. Just like, oh, yeah, I remember you, you know. And some of them I'd maybe forgotten a little bit. You know, like, mm-hmm. I knew, like, Creepy Warren, but I didn't remember or it didn't register. I love the fact that Cowslips Warren... <laughs> It's like the markers of how weird and alien they are is that they have time for art. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which, I mean, sure, but I I just thought that was really funny. I'm going to guess that did not register with me at all when I was a kid. I would have just said, wait a second, I think there's something, you know, clearly there's something wrong here. Fiverr won't go inside and, um, and try to figure that out. But here it's the, oh yeah, they've got weird art and weird poetry and... Yeah, I think we're probably going to have to talk about Richard Adams at some point, but keep it with the rabbits for right now. Yeah, well, there is a lot of darkness at different points. I mean, you've got the old Warren getting gassed. You've got Cowslip's Warren, which is just, that was creepy as hell. I I did not know what the resolution of that was going to be. You knew there was something wrong from the second they got there. Sure. Okay. The thing, one, one of the things that I really liked about the rabbits in this is that most of them are like rabbit level intelligence and they see something new and they're like, well, I don't know what the hell that is. Right? Like, I, I don't understand this. You've got like one or two that are able to put things together, like Blackberry, who's like, oh, okay, so this thing floats, we can use that. Oh, that's this boat is like the thing that floated. Like, there's not a lot of deductive reasoning for a whole lot of them. They've they got a few superstars, which is really nice. Sure, <laughs> which is really helpful. But it felt like I don't know internally realistic. Yeah, and I thought that was cool. Well, you mentioned the art, and they're like, "What is what is art?" Like, you know, we have no idea because their whole lives are, you know, revolving around survival. Yeah. I like that they still, we could talk about the storytelling, you know, also, but I, I do think that it's fun. And so it made, it made sense there. And, you know, I remember the door being epic and I'm not trying to take away from it, but I don't know if maybe in my memory, I didn't get it mixed up with maybe some of the things that happened in like Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim mm-hmm. or something, but I just remember it being longer or more surprising and it clipped along pretty 
so just good job I must have been riveted you know at that the, you know the revelation and you're right about like the the boat and and just the fact that even though some of them I think had seen it work before there was that difficulty in the leap which is like wait a second you know this isn't a door <laughs> or yeah so that was really cool I like the problem solving but I'm also glad that they weren't I guess lab rabbits or something that had been artificially made geniuses um, so that part was good yeah, uh, that was one of the things that he talked about in the prologue. Did you read the prologue? Did I read the prologue? Maybe. I mean, the, well, the, one of the things he talked about was that, you know, working with the farmer or the, the person who raised rabbits and about how, like, nothing in the book is something that a rabbit couldn't do. Okay. And yeah. he was very focused on making sure that it, that it was a, a story that, you know, wasn't out, out of the bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, except for the psychic powers. Well, sure, but I mean, you know, like, what's a little psychic power between between friends? I did like that eventually, you know, you realize that Fiverr isn't the only one with it. I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, and I guess, like, the, the realism of it, I didn't have, I don't have that introduction, I think. Oh. So, but I had remembered, you know, some of the stories. I think there's, like, a little note, maybe, you know, that it was built on a, you know, that he looked at some references. Uh, so that kind of explained maybe, like, he liked to talk about the rabbits a lot, right? Like, so it was the, oh, like, they won't dig this or they'll do that. And, and so I thought, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. I do like that they, you know, eventually sucked it up and said, I guess we, we, have, to, we have to dig because, oh, we forgot, <laughs> we forgot any uh, female characters. And... Yeah, that, that was one of the things where it was like, oh, the, the, specifically it was when they were like, oh, we're going to have to dig now. I was like, well, maybe, you know, having some female Rabbits around. There's another reason you might need some of those. It's it's not going to last very long. Yeah. So I'm glad that a couple of them finally, I guess the big thinkers in the group were like, oh, wait a second. There's this other thing we forgot. Yeah. But so I mostly forgave them, you know, so that was, that part was good. And, you know, I was just invested by that time, right? Something terrible is going to happen. They have to escape. I wasn't necessarily thinking about like, why are there no girls in your party, you jerks? <laughs> I, I thought about it some, but, and I, cause I don't know anything about rabbits and I don't know the different ways the, the male and female rabbits actually behave because he was like, he took pains to say, I tried to make this as real as possible. I thought, well, maybe there's just something different about the way these animals behave. Maybe he could have gone for a little less realism. If you're going to have psychic rabbits, you can have sure. girls doing things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's the thing where it's like the list and it's like, hmm, should I have, oh no, that's ridiculous. I can't, I can't have any, any women here, but ooh, psychic. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I like is, and it, it's, so I wasn't, I mean, the psychic stuff is in there to drive the story and to make things work, but it felt like a weird match to me because for the rabbits, it is a, just an absolute world of wonder. They don't understand how anything works. Everything is Frith and Enli, you know, just the sun and the moon and the, the black rabbit and Elrera, and they're making up stories to try and understand the world around them. But then you've also got like actual supernatural powers, and they just felt like a weird mix to me. Didn't I mean didn't you know affect my enjoyment that much? Right. Yeah. I think it was the mythology, like the stories, made smooth that over for me a little bit because you do have a little bit of element, yeah, of like that mysticism or something. So I was okay with it because again, it, I didn't feel like it went 
it was close, right? But it didn't go too far. So it wasn't the like true magicians or, oh, <laughs> like, I'll just move this with the power of my mind. It's, you know, so they didn't do any of that. Yeah, it, I drove the story, thought it was kind of cool. I also liked the fact that like Fiverr's visions like have that sort of like people are basically like, well, that's bullshit. What is he talking about? <laughs> he's, he's clearly nuts. And, you know, having like Hazel just be like, no, I mean, and then having those challenges later, right? Like, so he was completely on board, I believe it. And then whenever, basically it was like, don't distrust him. What are you mm-hmm. doing, Hazel? When you don't listen to him, like everything gets messed up. But I did like that there was potentially some doubt, like in different areas. And I thought that that was cool. But then again, I guess they're rabbits. I'm not sure that like a big logical presentation was going to really work much better. It's like, just leave me to my, my tasty lettuce and uh, I will not, will not be moved. Yeah, so I have like a lot of really fond memories of, well, certainly a lot of the characters. Bigwig was, you know, clearly a great character. I loved Hazel. Oh, Bigwig um, was awful in the beginning. Which was great yeah. because then he becomes good. I love him. Yeah, yeah, and on a reread that was, sub, you know, because again, like first, like that guy's a he's a bully and he's a jerk and he's gonna he's gonna try to take over for Hazel and, but you know, once you know where he goes, it's like oh, big wig, just settle <laughs> down, you're gonna be fine. Or some of the other ones, like I did not. I didn't specifically remember when Holly shows up again, mm-hmm. but you know when he's blind, I'm like, wait a second, I recognize your name, and you come back later. I had completely forgotten, and I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna uh, see no notes. Uh, <laughs> but the one who accompanied Holly on his journey, the one that was sort of like oh. the the jokester. Yeah, the name's not coming to me, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, and I honestly I forgot about him. His jokes were pretty weak. (laughs) They were, yeah. Even for a rabbit. (laughs) True. I guess it's one of those where it's like, okay. Bluebell. Bluebell, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, Bluebell, pretty weak, but also it's like if you're going to have an audience like under extreme distress and is looking for any way out, yeah, sure. Like, it's going to be pretty easy. So I didn't remember any of like the opening, like the epigrams for each of the chapters. So on the one hand, like I wouldn't have read that. I would have, especially mm-hmm. since my, doesn't he do at least one where it's not even in English? There's one in French, one in Italian at least. I made notes about that. It's, it's I've like, made some assumptions about Mr. Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But you are not T.S. Eliot. I'm just putting it out there. Or And even when Eliot did, it was pretty pretentious. So... Mm-hmm. Like, don't just translate it, my dude. And if you can't, don't put it on there. But uh, I know that I would have skipped that pretty quickly. I don't even know what this is about. Now, recognizing a good number of them, I absolutely am pretty charmed by the fact that he's like, no, this is an epic, and we're gonna have Agamemnon, <laughs> we're gonna have the Aeneid, we're gonna have all these kind of things. And then later on, when it got a little bit weaker, I was like, okay, sure. Like, the, the word sun showed up in that autumn, Auden poem, so we'll, we'll just put that in there, but... My favorite one was the Let's Slip the Dogs of War being oh, there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I did appreciate that. Like, you couldn't telegraph more what was going to happen. So I appreciate that one. But yeah, the French and Italian and yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I rolled that pretty hard. You're right about the Dogs of War. Gosh, that was funny. <laughs> and I guess like it wouldn't have been spoiled 
probably when I was in fourth grade, I might not have like figured it out. But also, who cares? Because you know the dog's already seated into the story. I was super happy. I would have been ticked off majorly if he hadn't followed through with that. <laughs> like, there was a dog right there, but, mm-hmm. but he, he took care of business. So I was very, very happy. But yeah, there were, there were a couple choices that were made that I thought was really funny. Wait, so speaking of, I guess, funny, what is my deal? I don't know why I'm made of lies. (laughs) Because, like, okay, I have crabbed about J.R. Tolkien and his freaking landscape descriptions, right? (laughs) I have bitched about Stephen King his long descriptions. And then Sheep Farmer's Daughter, I'm like, well, sure, there's a lot of them and they're kind of boring, (laughs) but I love this book. And honestly, like, okay, like a lot of this, I was like, oh no, there's a lot of landscape description. I guess I gave it a pass because like, what do rabbits care about? Like, they're going to be very attuned to grass. I admire the the commitment (laughs) to the botanicals, I guess. Mm -hmm. But also, oh my God. So anyways, so much landscape, so many descriptions of grass. Ugh. I I feel like Adams had to be a Tolkien fan. Yeah. I mean, one of the first notes I took was that how much it feels like the hobbits getting out of the Shire. You could you could replace these rabbits with hobbits, and the story would absolutely still work. Yeah, and that's a that's a good point. It's probably why. That... <laughs> so so I guess the I. I'm, well, I hadn't read Tolkien. Mm-hmm. I mean, so for me, Adams came first. I didn't read Tolkien and think, oh, he ripped off Richard Adams. But I guess like you you deal with what's around. And sure. so I probably was like, sure, it's an epic journey. Well, obviously, that's what you do is you describe grass. And, <laughs> but uh, So the whole time, like, oh, this is one of my favorite books from childhood. I love it so much. And oh, no, how much landscape is in there? And so... I will continue to make fun of long descriptions <laughs> of landscape, but the the hypocrisy is like just piling up like pretty pretty nah, deep. Nah, you get a pass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so much grass. I did like the terminology that the rabbits had because there was not a whole lot of it. I mean, there was some of it, and a lot of it was clearly related. Like, once you started to pick up on how it worked, I mean, I I used the glossary several times, but it's only two pages, right? So it's not terrible. And some of the stuff is things that are only in here once, but someone was like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember what this is. And I thought it was neat because it's, it's a very specific thing that they're doing, and so, of course, they have a name for it. Yeah. I liked it. it was great for flavor. You're right. Like just it was keyed into specific things that told you something about like their culture and what they pay attention to. It sounded cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I did like a lot of that. And I know that I probably obsessively looked at the glossary and tried to memorize <laughs> it. Like not that I expected to like talk to rabbit. You know, it was like that where I'm like, I'm prepared if I ever meet a rabbit. Of course. Um, but I did really was, oh that's cool. You can you can make up you know language that's amazing and and it wasn't like one of those where you get the glossary that's you know, fifteen pages mm-hmm. or the I never felt like the page was overloaded with those and yeah. I think you could always pick it up or most of the time like through context and I thought that that was super helpful so then I was you know like all aboard and thought that was great but I'm sure that I you know tried to remember like what those. <laughs> what those are and just the idea of I think like just the description of Tharn in particular mm-hmm. you know it's like oh I've seen that 
Now, I actually knew that word because oh. Stephen King uses it. I think it's in the stand when he describes somebody as, you know, oh, it's like that rabbit book. Like, oh, okay, yeah, just steal that one, why don't you? Yeah, because it's really good. It so, is. you know, if you're going to steal, you better steal the good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I liked that. And just the, what is it, the hru doo doo and the mm-hmm. link of, sure, like that feels like something you might want to have a. A note and oh that briefly reminded me like 1972 every human that they come across smokes <laughs> oh my goodness yes the white sticks everybody's got the white sticks <laughs> which is pretty handy but also yeah probably <laughs> yeah sure but man i thought that was funny just in terms of like your description and it would be probably something that would that would stand out but yeah i thought the language was super cool so i think that was one of the things that blew my mind I remember liking the Ella Reyera stories a lot more when I was a kid. I still think most of them are cool. Mm-hmm. Again, with the exception of please, please listeners, all four of you, <laughs> do not read chapter 41. Oh, so now you've mentioned that twice. i got to find out what chapter 41 is. Which one is it? Chapter 41. I can't even. It's got a racist term, like right in the oh, title of sweet. it. I don't remember that story. Oh, yeah, okay. It's the one where he tricks the dog. Yeah. yeah, the racist sort of, uh, I'm going to try to yeah, be an Orientalist jerk. <laughs> but, right. So that one, more than any of the other stories, felt like, oh, I told this story to my kid, or I found this, which is like, don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but it just felt bad. I remember vaguely, I think I, I might have read that chapter once, and it wasn't like I read it when I was a kid and said, oh, that's racist. But... It also doesn't, it comes at a terrible time in the story, completely, I think, stops action. It, it is not adding things. So I hate chapter 41. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those where I'm like, why are you telling this story? And no, I don't think it adds anything. And it felt like a weird, like, why is he over there doing, I don't, I don't know. There was nothing about it that I liked, so I would skip it. And so I, I have, like, a super vague memory of going, oh, yeah, no, I'm not reading that. And, mm-hmm. Like, that's boring. Let's get to the good stuff. What's happening here? I like the, those stories for the most part. I mean, it, it's, it was a neat addition for the rabbits to have something like that. And, I mean, every one of them, of course, was to illustrate what's coming, yeah. you know, uh, in, in the actual story. There were parts of it where, you know, reading this for the first time, I was real nervous about what was going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And especially, you know, that, that thing in my mind, like, oh, this is going to be dark. It's not going to be good. But there was one moment in particular... When Bigwig is trying to do the prison break, take everybody with him, and then I turn the page and there's a map for the prison break. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is not going to be good." And I, you know, I, I I glanced at it, but I saw it had like details for things that I hadn't read yeah. yet. So I was like, "All right, I gotta read this and then go back." That was a great sequence. I really enjoyed that. Cowslip Warren was a great sequence, and then the ending when the, the wound ward is bringing everybody there and they're going to try to attack and the way they all work together to come up with a plan to, to you know, get around it. I love that wound ward has no idea that Hazel is the chief because he only sees big, strong rabbits as chiefs and that that's what ultimately does him in is assuming there's somebody bigger and tougher than Bigwig in charge. Yeah. So, yeah, th- that was fantastic. 
Yeah, I loved it. And I did not remember... And I mean, it's stated directly in the text, you know, what his weaknesses are a mm-hmm. lot. You know, the fact that, uh, you know, he's overreaching a little bit. And I just remember him being like this big, scary, monolithic, you know, kind of creature. And this time I'm reading it, and he is, right? Scary and powerful and all these things. But you can also see, like, what his limitations are. Maybe that's a factor of rereading. Maybe it's just being an adult, right? And kind of being able to figure these things out a little bit. But yeah, it's so delicious when, he, <laughs> when he's really making all these assumptions. And it's like, oh, you don't even know. You've dismissed Hazel. You fool. I mean, it's the satisfying, like, the bad guys are punished and banished. And then, but also, I did like the fact that it wasn't like they turned and said, well, we just have to wipe out this Warren, right? Right. Which, again, I thought that was much better, having the extra Warrens come up. It was a very satisfying ending. I mean, Woundwort and his weaknesses in particular... It's like the summary of all the things for alert, all the bad qualities of the rabbits. But it, it's another instance of they just don't have that complex understanding of what they are doing, right? They All they understand is we need everybody to stay inside. You know, all they understand is no, anybody who comes here can't leave. They don't understand that's going to lead to problems. Yeah. And, there was, and that was really cool, I thought, to have, like, the rabbits being outside too long and being so nervous and how that really and then we get the extreme right you know where it's they're underground too long and just the complete like lack of of balance and uh as someone who has like more tendencies toward claustrophobia than the other way around i just thought okay wait you know they're comfortable and (laughs) but i did I, i thought that was so the attention to detail was often like really working for me minus some of the, the longer descriptions. But, you know, I weathered them a lot better than... I mean, they really didn't bother me. And, of course, I'm yeah. reading it for the first time, so, you know, I don't know what to expect or what all is coming. Sure. I'm just going through things. But there, I, one of my notes in here is like, man, I've got stuff to do, but I really want to keep reading this mm-hmm. and see what happens. So, it I, absolutely, it was engaging, and I didn't... This 500 pages was not the 500 pages of the mode in God's eye. Right? Yeah, that one. I mean, I guess it's the enjoyment thing. But, like, yeah, that yeah. one crawled. This one, I thought, had enough action. And even, again, I'm, like, teasing about the grass. But usually it would be things like, oh, we found something new to eat. Or, mm-hmm. oh, this is a different place. Or just even the fact that, you know, stereotypically it's like, well, yeah, rabbits will raid your garden. And it's like, yeah, it's the good stuff. And they're doing it for the houseless, so you don't even know. But And then just, I guess, yeah. So I, I loved all of that kind of Kind of stuff but I did laugh because I think there's at least there's at least well there's one poem at least mm-hmm. and a couple of the ones so I guess yeah the, the Tolkien is right there and it's just not in excess so that's another thing I have a note about this I believe it's from the introduction clearly people had gotten to him about this this is from a later edition of the book I want to emphasize that Watership Down was never intended to be some sort of allegory or parable. It is simply the story about rabbits made up and told in the car. I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah, that is one of those where people will say, I've had this conversation before. I don't write about a theme. It's like, well, maybe not consciously, but... Y'all, it's there. Like, so it's you know, just whatever subject you're there. I, I, it doesn't read like allegory to me. Uh, not a whole lot. The, but, occasionally there are bits where you're like, oh, okay, this guy was in World War II. 
I see the things that he sees as problems in the current society. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, clearly there's, you know, the character types or the approaches or those sorts of things. But, yeah, he had stuff to say. It is not simply a story you tell in the car. And I guess I would say that the stories you tell in the car are also complex. Uh, So, yeah. But like many, many an author before him, the resistant, you know, (laughs) no, that is not what I said. It's like, well, I am of the mind that once it's away from you, it has all kinds of cool lives. Uh, Certainly, if people had done like a reading and said, well, I believe that, you know, you're pro-fascism, well, right, because that's a wrong reading. (laughs) So, you know, I could see pushing back on that, but I also think it's funny just to be like super upset by the fact that people find your story rich. (laughs) There were, there were only a couple times where I, I had that kind of feeling. One of them was, he was describing like the young people don't want to work, right? They just want to have everything brought to them and Okay, or the, the the young people don't appreciate the sacrifices the older rabbits have have made. Those felt pretty on the nose. There was one more. Oh, okay, I gotta see what this is because my note is Richie didn't care for hippies. So, oh. what did he actually write? Oh, I have a vague memory of it. Was funny. Oh yeah, this is that whole thing about how the young people won't listen to people who are in the war and. If nobody fought in wars, there wouldn't be any. You just can't get old rabbits to see that. You know, like... Yeah, he very definitely had a point of view regarding war and the application of power in the world and... Right. Hey, you kids, get out of my burrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was pretty funny. One other thing that I've got to look at now, the note is noise complaints. I bet this dude really liked Tolkien. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, a few places are far from human noise, cars, buses, motorcycles, etc. Yeah, where the because that's not even in like point of view from a rabbit. That's just like you know, the farmland is not quiet and peaceful the way it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, and that's very clear I think throughout the the whole bit. And you know, I have some sympathy toward and maybe it's because of, like, this book, you know, like, the sort of development projects are, like, you know, be, look at those with, you know, with not disdain, but, you know, like, be, be wary of them because they're no good or something. But, yeah, it's probably because I was trained on this kind of stuff. And it's, like, I'm not sure I was really thinking about real estate, like, very deeply. I'm just, like, Team Rabbit, how, how dare you do this? But... If I start making a list of, like, the stories and things that I read, you know, a lot of them are very much like that pro-countryside, pro, mm-hmm. which is not a bad argument, you know, in any way, but I just sort of think about it, like, oh, okay, sure, like, you're a product of, of all that kind of stuff, and yeah, but... It was rarely heavy-handed. I mean, it, it didn't bother yeah. me, it didn't affect my enjoyment of the book, so... Yeah, which is good. But, and absolutely, as a child, would not have had any idea. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, these old people, they don't know what they're doing. Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I mean, again, it's been so long ago, but I'm not... I probably would have looked at that or nodded or just been, you know, the first time around, it's like, when Hazel dies, spoiler, you know, I was... I cried and cried. <laughs> this time, I'm not saying I wasn't moved, you know, but I also knew it was going to happen. You know, so I think that when some of those, like, things are happening, I'm like, okay, I get it, but... Like, just Hazel's gonna... Black Rabbit's coming for him. Like, just let's focus on on the important part. So I will mention that the 
animated movie, the first one, at least the one that I remember, mm-hmm. traumatized like lots of kids. <laughs> in the way. And I think that a lot of the power of it, like the the way that the Black Rabbit is animated and like mm-hmm. the frith and all of this is super cool. And I think even like the, the visions that Fiverr has, like in the beginning, and I think is it, is it Roddy McDowell who's his voice? Anyways, like he's like, the field, it's covered with blood. And then he just goes in like that. And then like when Hazel dies and the rabbit comes for it, it's really cool looking. And so those kind of things stick in my mind. So I just think it's kind of fun that like I've, I figured that somewhere along the line, my memory of the novel and the movie kind of came together and, mm-hmm. but they're not really contradictory so I don't I don't feel bad about that and it did make me like Kiar a little bit more okay because uh, I don't remember he was fine this time around but I think when I was a kid I don't, I don't know if I didn't trust him or <laughs> what was going on but I was more charmed I guess a little bit later maybe it was like the big wig situation mm-hmm. where I wasn't sure you know can you trust him because he's clearly like powerful in many ways but and also I do like the fact now as an adult that he's still kind of like semi contemptuous of a good bunch of the rabbits but think some of them are pretty cool <laughs> Sure, right? But so I guess maybe, you know, when you're a kid, or at least when I was, you know, it was very much more like good guy, bad guy, and understanding perhaps nuance, maybe not super (laughs) smooth. Like, you know, you can be both, or you can have some crummy characteristics, or you can like people. You just don't have to like all of them all the time. I don't know. But I do have. Over there on my wall, a Watership Down poster. Nice. <laughs> so, you know. Well, you talk about the film traumatizing people. Like, I, I could tell you what the, the VHS box looked like, and mm-hmm. it didn't look like a dark movie. Like, you hear stories about people like, oh, yeah, we thought it was this fun movie about rabbits, and then, so. Yeah. I worked at a video store back in the day, <laughs> and someone shelved it in the children's section, and... You know, that's one of those where you try to talk to the manager. You're like, I don't think that's the right place. And he's just pretty much like, shut up, peon. And you're like, it's a cartoon. It goes yeah. with the kids. Exactly. <laughs> so anyways, it was a really, it was a bad thing. And people don't look, right? Like, so I think it was rated PG even back then. Mm-hmm. And so it traumatized me. You know, I've, I've. I felt that Watership Down was less traumatizing than The Omen, but I'm pretty sure, you know, that's maybe a a product of having parents that were not always as involved as you might be uh, in your day-to-day. Though they did tell us, don't watch The Omen, and we did it anyway, so that was on us. But I will say that The Plague Dogs is way worse. I was going to ask if you read anything else. I tried because I loved this so much. But the Plague Dogs is about animals being experimented on, and it is brutal. <laughs> I think I read it eventually, but when I was a kid, I was like, I cannot take this. Mm-hmm. And there is a movie, The Plague Dogs, and I could not watch it. And then I think I tried to read, I think it's Shardick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the one about a bear, maybe. I could never read that one either. So basically, it's a, I tried a couple of things and it just didn't catch me the way that that it did. And maybe I was too young for it, but I'm also like, eh, there's lots of other things to read. Sure, yeah. But I'm so happy that this did not break my heart and I had to say, <laughs> oh no, my memory of this was 
hated. I I guess like I think of my Goodreads, whatever. I gave it four stars rather than the five, but mm-hmm. I still it still meant a lot, and sure. I still liked a lot of the languages and you know just or the, just the writing that whole uh, you know uh, the the first Delaware story you mm-hmm. know with, you know all the world will be your enemy you know that kind of I love that every so. now and then there's a really good passage in here. So. And I enjoyed it. You know, it was, a, it was a good read for me. I'm glad I got to finally find out what this book is yeah, about. Good. Other than just rabbits. Yes, we would have been friends even if you had said, <laughs> this book sucks. But I'm happy that it I would did have been not. Strange. Uh, yeah, right? Be like, oh. And you'd also be like, no, you cannot. You can't pick books for three months now. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not in timeout. Well, I mean, if it didn't happen after the moat in God's eye, it's never going to happen. True. Wow. Yeah. This one, at least when I suggested it, I said, I think it's long. And yeah, it was, but... It went by quick. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly when I was in fourth grade, it took me a long time to get through it. I think I had a dictionary, Mm -hmm. honestly, like just to look up some of the words. And that was how hard I was like, I was determined to read this book. Wow. Yeah. I don't know, I guess, rabbit on the cover? I, I don't know. But there was something about it that I was, my mom was like, go ahead. <laughs> just, like, basically, good luck, kid. You know, mm-hmm. and, But also, like, with, with anything, you know, she would say, if you got questions. You know, so she was really cool about, about that. Uh, and I don't remember, I don't think I had any questions. It was just sort of like, do we have a, do we have a book where you can look up where? And like, yes, here. Welcome to the dictionary. And I sat down and, and worked through some passages. But I think I texted you, like, there was the gift from my mom that was dedicated. So it's the first time I had cracked it open. I mean, aside from, like, getting it. I was like, oh, thanks, mom. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, I'm not going to read it for apparently 20 years. <laughs> Good pick. Yay. Thanks for listening. Join us next month for Gateway by Fred Pohl. And please, if you haven't already read that, do not.